Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of No Funkin' Strictly Munkin', the only podcast that doesn't necessarily hate Funkin', but just refuses to do it during recording, uh, and focuses all that energy on Munkin'. Anyway, my name is Jay Christie. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Andre Barrera. Andre, how are you? We here. Season three. Let's go. I appreciate the enthusiasm. You are correct. This is the first episode of season three, Mr. Monk takes manhattan which is the thing you do with manhattan you take it you know the muppets took it monk took yeah, it i believe i believe chloe and kim did that at some point no you know, chloe, chloe and kim uh, took miami chloe and courtney chloe, chloe yeah sorry yeah chloe and courtney took miami um yeah, that show go. was on for like three seconds because if i remember correctly i think uh chloe got pregnant like three seconds in um, chris humphreys was on it i think yeah i mean he anyway. was on the nets yeah he was on the nets um but we're not here to talk about Keeping up with the Kardashian spinoffs, um, I normally say as much as I would like to, but honestly, that's something I actually don't feel like talking about. Um, no, fair. Let's move on. Yeah, but uh, Mr. Mike takes Manhattan first episode of season three. What do you think about it? Uh, it was great. It was like a, you know, I like that they filmed what seemed to be on location. It wasn't like Vancouver, or yeah. maybe it was for some parts, but but uh, all the nice. other the exteriors were definitely as uh, <clears throat> as the uh, person who's lived in Manhattan. Um, uh, no, I'll tell you, dude, I'm like, it made me, because I had a trip to go to New York in April mm-hmm. for yeah. my uh, niece's birthday, and mm-hmm. I was so sad, and god damn, this episode made me miss New York even more. Yeah. Um, some might say it's a concrete jungle where dreams are made, oh, there's nothing Ugh. you can't do. I wouldn't say that, but some people might say that. Um, so, uh, We're off this to episode, a good start. Yeah. This episode, like anything that takes place in New York... What is the first thing you see? Do you remember what the first shots are? Uh, I I was probably writing helicopter down, like shots Empire's... of New York. As everything that's ever taken okay. place in New York starts off with, it's uh, they gotta show you it's New York. Twin Peaks couldn't shy away from that. Yeah, it's the most cliche thing, but you know you're we know you're in New York, um, and we see the main four characters: Monk, Sharona, Disher, Stalmeyer, get out of a taxi. Yeah, and, I uh, love that the whole crew came. Did not know that was going to happen. Yeah, they run deep for Adrian Monk. Okay, no, there's I mean, a, technically speaking. There, I mean, like technically speaking. Oh, sorry, y'all. From like stuff we see like later on, I'm glad. I'm really glad that they're there. But uh, yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't expecting that. Go on. Technically speaking, Trudy's murder is a homicide in San Francisco, so it is. I don't think both of them need to come, but it is their business. Um, but more obvious, they're obviously there because, you know, they're the friends and um, they want to be there for him. But would you believe it if uh, Monk was not good to the taxi cab driver? Um, yeah, the guy from uh, Office Space, the only thing I think I've, I've ever seen him in. Yes. Unfortunately, yes. Um, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but you know that your career hasn't gone the way you wanted it to, so I don't need to. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. Yeah. Um. And then Randy, obviously, is very excited to be in New York. He's taking photos. Um, Sharona tells him that one of the buildings was built from the top down, um, which, you know, he believes because he's an idiot. Um, okay, I was going to say right now, like, wait, what? I didn't, I didn't hear that part. Hmm. Are you drinking a Bud Light Lime? I'm drinking, no, I'm drinking a Corona Seltzer Lime flavor. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no worries. Um, I know, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not a beer drinker. I might, you might catch me drinking a Lime Rita. But that's only if I want to. Uh, I would be drinking a lime rita if I wanted to be blacked out by the end of this podcast. Unfortunately, um, unfortunately, you guys can't see what I'm saying, but basically, uh, Jay Christie is wearing a lime rita shirt. I'm wearing a lime green polo shirt. Um, it's very comfortable, um, and you know I don't have to answer questions. <laughs> anyway, Monk immediately goes missing though. Yeah. Um, He's having a Which little. Is, he's having a little bit of a sensory overload. Let's just say. Yes, and where do they find him? Like he's like what? He's like what? A hundred feet away from them? Just like freaking yeah. out about someone dropping a piece of trash and wanting to return mm-hmm. it to them. Yep. Yeah. Yes. So this part was shot. It looks like in like the thirties, because um, it's near the public library, uh, which was made famous, of course, by. Um, the film, the 2012 film, The Avengers. Um, oh, I thought you were gonna that, say I am the, Legend. Uh, I was go. Oh, I was that too. The two references for film I have for it are The Avengers, but more than that, even is uh, the 2003 
Roland Emmerich film, The Day of Tomorrow. Day oh, Tomorrow. okay, yeah, yeah, all right, cool. Because they have a lot of stuff that happens in the like, they actually spend some time in the library. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you know, pretty crazy. That film made a lot of money. Still haven't done anything about global warming. Would have thought that Roland would have made a bigger impact. But anyway, yeah. Um, it probably was a mistake to say that it was going to happen like tomorrow, because then when it didn't, people were like, "Oh, it's not real." But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to tell them how to do your movies, Roland. Uh, Anyway, uh, see, so yeah, Monk's like, somebody drop this. He's got a piece of trash. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Sharon is like, you gotta focus up, because Monk hates it. He wants to go home. Yeah, um, and Sharon is trying to tell him, like, uh, you know, it's like, it's a big city, just like San Francisco, and it's really not, like, there's nothing like New York, like, in the United States. No, I've never been to San Francisco, but uh, I can assure you that New York is... Um, yeah, it's not. Especially Midtown, like, I think that... In that area, I've never seen that many people there, to be frank. Like, I've only seen that mass of people around, like, the 40s around Times Square. Um, yeah. But it is, uh, it is, it, it's it's a lot. I understand my monk's overloaded. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Sharona's like, you know, we have a lead about Sharona. We have a, I mean, not Sharona, about Trudy. We have a name. Like, this is bigger than his phobias. Yeah. Um, so they go into this really expensive hotel, which I wish I knew what hotel it was, but it's probably a famous one, and I apologize that I don't know, even though I, you know, lived in New York, um, because uh, I don't have the money to go to any of these hotels. And unlike the viewers of a show that was famous before I was really watching television, I don't care about the lifestyles of the rich and famous. Um, so, but it's a very nice hotel. Uh huh. Um, and why did Monk pick this hotel? Uh, I don't fucking know. Why? Why did he pick it? I don't remember. Do you think I'm asking you that because it doesn't say in the episode? I'm sure it does, but like I write down a lot of crap, so I miss some things. Oh, okay. Yeah. It it's because it's really the cleanest hotel in New York. Okay, I could have probably guessed that, but I didn't want to yeah. fool anybody. And a thing that so they go to the front desk. They have three rooms. Now this actually doesn't come up again. It probably was cut out if I take a guess. Um, but they try to decide who takes what rooms. Yeah. Um, monk wants to be with Sharona. Sharona doesn't want to be a monk. Right. Leland doesn't want to be a monk. And then, of course, Disher recommends... That he room with Sharona. And Sharona mm-hmm. properly reminds him, in your dreams. Just a throwback mm-hmm. exactly. throwback response. Love that. Exactly. And so, that, but you know, as they're talking to the guy at the front desk, I, uh, an important person enters. A very important person, might, people might say. Yeah. Who, uh, who comes waltzing in? Uh, Chris has Porzingis. No, I'm just kidding. It's uh, the ambassador to Latvia, a man named Dimitri Kruska. I don't remember what his last name I didn't write down. I wrote that. Come on. You, you know you don't have to do that. Well, that's why. Like, like I'm, I'm literally watching. Like That's why I miss crap because like I'm, I'm watching and I'm also trying to get spellings right. Like I'm just – I'm horrible. You know this stuff's on IMDb. You don't have to worry about that. I know. Um, I lost a good and... – by the way, I'll tell you. I lost a good portion of, like, what happens, like, at the ice rink later on mm-hmm. because I was yeah. looking up to see if the little girl that was ice skating mm-hmm. was the girl from the Americans, which she was not. No. I, the age would definitely not work out. I could have told you that. I, I don't know, man. She was really young the first season or two. Uh, okay. I'm going I'm to just look this up. I would guess that Holly Taylor, who plays the – Daughter in the Americans was probably born in two thousand. Okay. What? I said ninety seven. I would say two thousand. Okay, ninety seven. So I guess it could have been her, but it's not. Yeah, bitch. Um, okay. But and they're trying to determine what rooms to um, to be in, and they don't want Monk there because Monk is you know not helpful. So they tell him to go adjust some luggage. Yeah. And as he's doing that, the Latvian ambassador walks by him and. Uh, what well, what is he? Uh, well, what well, well, he 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 says something. What does he say as he walks by? He says, "What monk perceives to be, she's now gone meatless." Mm-hmm. Yes, she's now gone meatless. Which from right then um, I knew it was going to be a Latvian thing that like monk overheard incorrectly. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Now at the moment I am texting my brothers who are home for the weekend. Um, do you remember what the Latvian ambassador says in Mister Monk Takes Manhattan? Because it should come as no surprise to anyone that one of the things in Monk that has stuck in my brain forever is uh, she's not going meatless. And I also remember that it's just no, she's going meatlow, which is this is not my coat. Yeah. Um, okay, my brother Michael says this is not my coat. No, dummy. In in the Latvian. Hi, the something. Latvian dialect. 
Like, anyone can remember that he says, this is not my coat. Don't be stupid. Um, anyway. So Hi, Tamian. That, yes. I, I, assume that, I assume that they did the research. I'm not going to question. If they, if they made that up whole cloth, then that kind of sucks. Um, oh, my God. Michael just responded, no, I don't know Latvian. It's not Latvian. It's a different, it's, it's a, a dialect. unique dialect. Some people. Anyway, so what happens to the Latvian ambassador? Let's, we're, I'm spending too much time on this. Uh, yeah, so he goes to the elevator, and him and his two bodyguards get boom, boom, bapped, and they're dead. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we know what we're going to be up to this episode. Mm-hmm. We know the B-plot, or A-plot, depending yeah. on how. A-plot, yeah. No, it is the A-plot, because, I mean, yeah, it, the Trudy stuff is the B-plot. So then, after theme song... um. Did they? Okay, by the Michael, way, by the way, way, Michael got it. Michael got it. He said, "All I know is it sounds like she's not gonna meatless." That's what I was looking for. Okay. Anything, sorry. Wait. Okay. Did they change anything for the credits? Did you? Do you know this? Uh, probably. I didn't notice because I'm just so used to it. Okay. All right. Um. So I just want to say I want to take back all the bad things I said about my brother Michael. He does remember. Um. He, I guess, thought I was asking him to say it, like to put it in, like the spelling it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but uh, that also is tracks with him so much. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so like, yeah, all right. Sorry. So right when they come back from the credits, um, uh, we noticed that it said starring or guest starring Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And as soon as that happened, my girlfriend was like, "Okay, he's definitely the killer." Yeah. Um, but no, but that well, it, but it's also a special guest star. Which in my notes, I literally have this guy's first name just with an exclamation point. Do you know who the special guest star is, baby? Uh, hold on. The man, the myth, the legend. Come on, give it to me. Uh, Give it to me. Fuck, hold on. I wrote it down somewhere. Oh, fuck. I don't... No, I don't remember who. Michael T. Williamson! Yes, 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 yes. Bubba. Yeah. Oh, I have... Okay, in my my notes, I have it written as Bubba with, like, five exclamation marks. I'm going to admit something. I've never seen Forrest Gump. Um, The reason is But you know him as Bubba. No. I mean, I know that he is Bubba. I'm not an idiot. Yes, yes. But the reason I've never seen Forrest Gump is because it's one of those movies where by the time, like, I never saw it growing up, and then by the time I was into movies, movie people are, like, very anti-Forrest Gump, uh-huh. and it's like, and so, like, it's probably good and fine, but, like, I know that I'm going to have conflicted feelings about it because, like, every quote-unquote smart person on the internet hates it. Um, I like and, it. Like, I try to be more re- I try to be more reasonable and fair than quote-unquote smart people on the internet, but I also do hate, you know, like, I hated Green Book, for example. Anyway. Well, I read the book, Forrest Gump. It was assigned to me in high school. Wow. And that book is anyway, way different. Now, what I remember, though, is that Mike, I don't know if this is why he's on the show, but Michael T. Williamson also happens to be on the same police force in the 1999 film, I mean, 1995 film, Heat, with Ted Levine. Ooh. I don't know if they knew each other because of that, but... Okay. Um, all right. He all, Michael T. Williamson also famously... Uh, has a character arc in the film Con Air, which begins and ends oh, with, God. I need insulin! Yeah, That's it. Yeah. That's all he does. <laughs> Damn. Um, but what I was going to say about Michael T. Williamson is that I respect him a lot because, you know, you'll, if you're an actor, you can't have the same name as another working actor, right, for SAG. I know you know this. You're in L.A. industry town. Yep. Um, but the, and there's already a Michael Williamson. And rather than go by Michael and middle initial T. Williamson, he's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to sp- change my name to M-Y-K-E-L-T-I, Michael T. Williamson. And the only thing is, that's ingenuity that we don't get a lot, so I appreciate that. Okay, respect. So anyway, he's the, he's, the, he's the cop. He's the main cop, whatever. Monk's investigating, um, and uh, he's, like, doing his thing, but he can't focus. What's distracting him? Um, wait. Hold on. Hold on a second. Where is this exactly? In the hotel. Oh, okay. Oh, so then it's still like, uh, he's like the carpet, the carpet pattern or something? No, it's no. Come on, you got okay. Honestly, you gotta stop writing so many notes. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's the traffic. He oh, can't, he's distracted by the traffic. Okay, the no, but you're talking about it like it's outside. No, but I'm saying the joke is that he's very far inside and he's still distracted by the traffic. Oh god, that's why it's funny. Okay, okay, <laughs> fuck yeah. No, I do. I need to be better about this. Yeah, so the joke being that he is very clearly several, like, parts of the hotel inside, and he's distracted by the traffic. Anyway, Stunmar pulls him aside and is like, hey, you need to do this. They'll owe us one. We need their help yep. to uh, get to war Tennyson. Yep. Um, and so the observation he makes is that the coat 
that the ambassador is wearing is damp. Yep. But the two bodyguards aren't, and Monk doesn't remember it being damp when he brushed up against him. Correct. And Randy has a theory. What's Randy's theory here? Um, his theory was... Oh, I don't have that. Damn. His theory was maybe the shooter switched coats with the ambassador. They never say it, but for the first time in Monk's history... He fucking nailed it. He nailed it. Okay. He nailed it. Okay. Yeah, no, wow. And they don't give Randall James Disher his due. I don't know if that's his middle name, but I went for it. No, his whole um, his whole arc, this whole goddamn episode is just with the watches. With the watch. Yeah, but he nailed it. No, I he know. I know. He should have gotten a more fair shake is what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. Now, it's, an, it's the Laughing Ambassador is, you know, killed. Obviously, I think it's political. Michael T. says that the nation's on the brink of a civil war. So I don't, I don't think that that was true about yeah, Latvia. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. Um, it might have been, but, like, part of me, I hate when TV shows make up countries. Like, nothing annoys me more than the fact that, like, the West Wing has a whole thing about the, like, ambassador from Kumar. Now, don't get me wrong, they have to make up a country because they end up assassinating him, and they really can't say that they assassinated the defense minister of, like, Saudi Arabia. Like, that'd be pretty terrible. That's true, <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway, but, uh, but I'll be honest, it would be pretty cool if they did. Like, it'd be pretty cool if the show was just like, fuck you. <laughs> um, but, uh... <laughs> Like, if they just were like, fuck this country. <laughs> yeah, um, no, I was like, all right, I guess Latvia has... It, like, is kind of, it is kind of weird that they kill an ambassador. Like, that is, feels a little weird for a show. But anyway, why does Monk say it's not political? Uh, he says it's not political because uh, if it were political, he would have been the first one killed. But he was exactly. also... he was also They noticed that he was also killed with a twenty-two, which is like a pea mm-hmm. shooter, I guess. Pea yeah, shooter. Like pea sh- uh, if for my Simpsons head out there. Uh, mm. Rainier Wolf Castle. Uh, but, so yeah, they quickly debunked that because they realized that the two bodyguards are the first ones killed. Bam. Mm. Exactly. Now, that doesn't mean that the cops obviously still don't think that it was political, but, um, you know, obviously Monk knows it's not. Yep. Um, and, uh, so... And and Monk concludes also that this clearly couldn't have been planned. Yes. It was very haphazard. Yes. Um... But then Michael T. has bad news. Monk's meeting was War Tennyson. Yeah, which is the whole... Yeah, we, we didn't even say that. Yeah, that's the whole reason why he's out there. Well, no, I know we said that. I think... Also, we, we didn't, didn't listen we to the didn't, last we episode. Yeah, okay, okay. They, they... Also, I think we did a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I had a couple sangrias with dinner. Um, so, <laughs> you gotta do it. You gotta do what you gotta do. I was at an outdoor bistro. Is it hot? You know? There? It's incredibly hot. Oh, damn. That's <laughs> No, it doesn't suck. You, I was eating like lobster mac and cheese, drinking a white sangria. It's fine. All right. um, that's I mean, that's why I'm wearing my lime green uh, polo shirt. Um, is that Tommy Bahama? Uh, it is not. It is apt. There's zero percent chance this is not just like regular Kohl's brand or like I think it's actually Izod. I exclusively shop at Kohl's and Old Navy because I uh, I have sub the suburbs are more in my blood than even Christie DNA. All the my um, all the money goes to into this production. Uh, yes. Um, anyway, uh, now, of course, Michael T does make the mistake of saying, I don't know how things go in Frisco. Ooh, okay, I'm glad you said that. Because, like, for the weird, okay, so this is the thing about, I'm going California on you here. So, basically, I don't want to alienate all the Bay Area listeners. No, also, for, yeah, also, you know, just do whatever you gotta do. Yeah, 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 let me just, I'll... I'll People listen to it for us, if, if they can't handle us at our this, then they don't deserve us at the rest of it. Yeah, clear out the paint. Uh, so basically, this is weird complex with Northern California people where they seem to care so much. We're living rent free in their heads as people from Southern California. And I'm saying that because I'm like a born and raised Angelino. I'm not a transplant. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. I like that people are here. Sure, whatever. I don't care. Um, but but people from San Francisco fucking hate it when you call it Frisco, like more than anything else. It's like, I don't know. I can't even think of something um that's comparable in LA. Like if you called it something else, like maybe like so, uh, SoCal, maybe that's kind of lame, but I think the only thing I can think of that's comparable is people. And this is it's much smaller scale. Cause it's a much smaller city, but people from Louisville, when you call it Louisville, okay. is the only thing I think it's even Louisville. close. Louisville. Louisville. Uh, it's no, it's Louisville. Louisville. Um, I like to always try to pronounce things the way people locals do because, um, you know, it's a vestige of when I was younger and all I cared about was looking smarter than everyone else. Anyway, um, Michael T. says, 
that if there he can help him with this case, he can make some calls. Um, you know, which we uh, knew, we knew this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so they end up, uh, yeah. So he ends up in his office and he's on the phone with like the district attorney, and there's no dice. They can't talk to him. He's apparently testifying in like a racketeering case. Which um, pop quiz? Do you know what racketeering is? Um, okay, racketeering, I believe, is um, it has to do with like gambling. It does not. Okay. If I remember correctly, <laughs> it is like the concept. It's like narrator. A where it it's does like, not. No, because there's a great joke in Psych where um, a guy's like, it's like he got arrested for racketeering, um, and. Sean Spencer, the main psycho character, is like, do you know what racketeering is? If I remember this show correctly. And then the straight-laced police character, who's like this, you know, the hard-ass, is like, n- just says blandly, no one does. <laughs> um, but if I remember correctly, because I looked it up after this, it's like, it's the concept of like when a mob is like, hey, if you don't want us to, uh, if there was a store, like, if you don't want us to uh, mess up your store over here, uh, pay us 10% of the profits. That type of thing. It's okay, so it's like shake, shake, shake down. It's a shakedown, exactly. I don't know if that's every racketeering case. Uh, if you are a lawyer who deals in racketeering, please, uh, you know, tweet at us. But uh, anyway. How many times has that worked? Zero. No one's ever known. But, you know, the groups we do are very, very specific. So we'll hit once. Okay. I'm confident. Yeah. Um, so, and also, just if you guys are catching up on this podcast later, like a year later... Please feel free to – don't think like, ah, this was a year ago. No, like, I still want to know. Like, <laughs> yeah. so even like 2021 – anyway, so Monk's with a sketch artist because Monk says that he got a good look at the shooter. Yep. And what is the only thing on the sketch pad? Um, a, I believe a right ear or a left ear? Someone's so. ear. It's just an uh, ear. Someone's ear. Uh, all that matters is that left ear is most F's character in the remake of the Italian job. But it's some ear. Um, and – Basically, Monk is incredibly detailed about it, and the sketch artist is losing his mind. Um, and there's a great reveal where yeah. he's like, let's move on to the eyes. And Monk is like, I didn't see his eyes. Yep. And you learn that even though Monk said he got a good look at him, the only thing he saw was his ear. Yep. And he feels confident that he could spot this ear from anywhere. So, I tend to believe Monk when he has these things. Yeah, and it's one of those things, too, where Monk is I love moments where Monk doesn't get, like, that he is the only one who could do something because he kind of, like, yeah, of course, like, who couldn't tell someone's ear? Like, it's an ear. It's unique. Um, but anyway. Uh, it's like a fingerprint. Yeah. So Stahlmeier has to deliver the bad news to Monk that Morik is testifying, and they said that the only way that they can talk to him is if they solve this case. Yep. And then comes what I think. Yep. And I, know I apologize if uh, once in future guest Andy Breckman is listening. Um, we love the show, but I think that this is the quintessential monk bit that is just doesn't work and goes on way too long and completely like this. This part is when every time I've been talking about a monk bit that doesn't work and is not funny and it goes on forever. This is the one that is in my head the entire time. Okay. I think that this is probably my least favorite bit in the whole show. Yeah, no, it was it was that. And actually, what's funny is when I was watching it, I noticed that like the drill guy or the construction mm-hmm. worker is um, Jack. He's Hammer. like look, he's yeah, Jackhammer um, is looking at Monk. So I thought for mm-hmm. some reason like he was gonna be involved in the case where like he was like just directly yeah. like interfering. Yeah. So anyway, what happens is we didn't say it is that Monk that Summer basically lays this out for him, and Monk is trying to say, I guess I don't have a choice, but he keeps getting cut off by Jackhammer, and yeah. this happens. I wish I was exciting when I said it happens for two and a half minutes. Um, and when I was watching it again yesterday, I was again shocked that I'm like, if this is still going on, this bit is just... Yeah. And then he finally, yeah, he finally yells over it. I guess I don't really have a choice. Which is like, yeah, Monk, we know you were going to say that. Yeah. Um, Wait, but did you, yeah. did, did you mention why we couldn't reach him? Uh, why is it? Well, at the time, all that's revealed is that he's a protected informant involved in some case. Yes. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm revealing it as the episode reveals it. I, I know. Well, that was I mean, it's in the hospital. Okay, yeah. Oh, right, right. Yeah, he's in the hospital. He's got, like, kidney failure or something. Yeah. Didn't, t- didn't take care of himself. 
Um, also, like, well, I think I mentioned earlier, Warwick Tennyson just does not sound like a person's name who lives in the 21st century. I'm sorry. And like, not, Warwick not, Tennyson is just... Not only that, but not the guy that we actually meet later on. Exactly. If there's a Warwick Tennyson, he is, like, the second Earl of, you know, Middlesex, you know? He is yeah. not some dirtbag bomb maker. Right. Um, who, who looks like the aged bassist of, like, Iggy Pop's uh, backup band. Yeah. Um, he looks a lot like so Iggy Pop. Then we... What? He looks a lot like Iggy Pop. I know, that's why I went with that, and I was hoping you didn't say that. I was hoping you weren't calling me off for the fact that he, he actually just looks like Iggy Pop. Um, so we cut to a bar, um, a bar that is much nicer than I would ever be in um, in New York. Um, and they're looking at the newspaper, and Monk mentions something I think is very tragic where Trudy was not on the front page when uh, yeah. when she was murdered. She was on, she was on page, page four, four the first day, mm-hmm. and then page 12 the second day, and then not in the newspaper the third day at all. Yeah. I mean, sad stuff. No, it's it's sad. Uh, I mean, uh, I actually get really bummed out whenever stuff about Trudy comes up. Imagine how Monk feels. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so they're there to meet Vladimir Kaczynski, uh, yep. who is a I think he's also a Latvian. I forget exactly who he is. It doesn't really matter. But he meets uh, the ambassador at that bar every like Tuesday, um, and they were there before he was shot. And, you know, it was a normal thing. I, I, there's really nothing that happens of note yeah. except for that. This is where we learn that Monk remembers what the ambassador said. Right. And he says to this Vladimir character, she's now good meatless. Yep. And he says it over and over and over and over and over and over again. Yep. And Vladimir is increasingly confused. Um... But yeah, I, I think that I think it is just funny how he keeps trying to say it in like different voices. Like he tries to more in an accent. Like maybe it was she's not gonna meet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I didn't know that it was him at first, um, but then I did notice it. I'm like, wow, that was actually pretty good. But also like, yeah, the scene was like kind of like we didn't need it so much. Like it didn't really no, reveal we really anything we didn't at all. need a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. I because I, I you kind of wonder why it's not revealed that Monk picked up that phrase until then. Right. Um. Uh, but after Vladimir leaves, um, they get a call, Stomach gets a call that Michael T has a lead. It's in Brooklyn. It's a, uh, a guy I didn't write down his name, but you no doubt have it. Gradnik. A Radnik, a Latvian who wants refugee status in America. Once again, Latvia, not in a civil war. I don't know what he's, I mean, okay, I'm not going to deny refugee. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. But also it's like, what do you, like... What could you possibly be I, I running know. from? What could you be a president? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, but, but, get Chris Stapps for Zingas. Right. But what you didn't mention earlier is that they're kind of laying breadcrumbs for uh, Sharona, her mm. ensuing uh, mm. departure. Mm. I'm noticing it now. They are. Yes, yeah, so where she's... Now, I actually don't think this is on purpose necessarily. Really? On... I, th- I feel like the camera kind of lingers on that moment for a second. Maybe. Honestly, I don't know. I would have to... I mean... Not to, this is the most big timey thing I've ever said in my life, but I might have to ask Andy. Oh. But I don't think that they knew that Biddy Shram was going to be leaving midway through the season. Is I what the impression I've gotten from conversations? Okay. Is okay. Um, but anyway, uh, obviously, I also forgot to mention that obviously Vladimir says she's now got meatless. Did a woman just become a vegetarian? You know, funny joke. Right. So they go in Brooklyn, and a great shot, really great shot of, uh, you know, the water. Uh, honestly. Is it the Brooklyn Bridge? Once again. I think it's the Brooklyn Bridge. I don't fucking know, though. I, I, I just, I'm not. You live there! Unlike, I know, but I don't really, well, a couple of things. When I lived in, I lived in Manhattan for four years. When you live in Manhattan, you don't spend that much time going to the other boroughs because you live in Manhattan. People go over the bridges to come to Manhattan. Not anymore. <laughs> um, not anymore. True, but, you know. Um, and the only person who really needs to know all 21 bridges that go in and out of Manhattan is Chadwick Boseman's character, Rest in Peace, in that film, 21 Bridges, which uh, I've not seen. Um, well, Rest in Peace, but, but goddamn. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, that movie was probably was not... Uh, I don't think... I can't imagine it was good based on the fact that no one has ever spoken about it except for me just now. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I want to see it. 
Yeah, it's honestly, it's probably like a mid-level thriller that in like 1995 would make $100 million. Um, but anyway, um, so they they see this guy. What's his name again? Uh, something Gratnik. I, I'm not sure. Gratnik, doesn't matter. I don't need his first name. They see Gratnik, he's playing chess. Now that is a real thing in New York where just random dude just sit down and play chess. Um, I was around Washington Square Park quite a bit because I went to um, a school that its campus is around. I, 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 I see you tiptoeing around it. I mean, I went to New York University, um, founded in <laughs> I don't know if you, I don't know by if you, Albert Gallatin. I'm not sure if you guys knew that. Yeah, I don't know if you guys knew that. I went to school. It was founded in 1831 by Albert Gallatin, who was a member of Thomas Jefferson's parliament, I mean, parliament, uh, cabinet. You know, no big deal. Um, yeah. Anyway, there's a lot of chess tables there, and it is a lot of... Uh, uh, unhoused people like to play chess um and i had a friend who was like a well i have a friend who is a like born and bred new yorker who like my freshman scared ass was like never would go around them and he's you know born and bred in new york and like just sits down next to go like a random homeless person is like you want to play chess which like that's how you know you're a real new yorker if uh you and cornbread who was one of the name one of the homeless guys uh just sit down I don't. Chess. I don't. Remember, I. I didn't know that they were like that. Homeless people played chess out there. I just knew it was like usually. I mean, like Russian. It depends like... on where. Washington Square Park is almost exclusively homeless okay. people playing. Okay. Yeah. Because there's so many homeless people around there. Um, I think it depends where you are, but that's my my main experience is Washington Square Park. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Which yeah, there's a lot of uh, uh, homeless people there. Um, from what I understand, all very good people. I only really ever knew Cornbread, a good guy. Anyway. Um, but that's also why I can never make fun of Joe Biden whenever he tells the story about the guy named Corn Pop that he knew in the 60s because it's like, I've met a guy named Cornbread. I can't really deny that there a guy named Corn Pop. Yeah. Um, so this guy, uh, Kradnik or whatever, he is playing chess and he's wearing like a big cap. Like one of those... Yep. Honestly, the only way I can describe it is like, it's like a Soviet cap. Is what I don't even know how to... Yeah, like, yeah. That's fair. I would say the same thing. Uh, and he... And there's a great bit that when I was watching with my mom, my mom, for some reason, forgot, like, half this episode, but she remembered the line where Monk says to Sharona, because Monk obviously needs to see his ear, like, uh, if you walk by, maybe he'll, his tip, he'll tip his cap to you. Yep. And then she's like, he's not going to tip his cap. And then Monk's like, maybe if you sashay. What does sashay mean exactly? It's like when you, like, swim I can't really describe it without... Yes. I, I can't describe it without getting up, and I'm not going to do that because... My, I can't really get up without knocking over my microphone. But yeah, it means to move your hips. Um, okay. To do the Helen Keller and talk with your hips, which is the dumbest line in pop music history. Um, Who said that? I don't remember, but it was, I forget exactly the song. The chorus was Shush Girl, Shut Your Lips, Do the Helen Keller and Talk with Your Hips, which is like Helen Keller. The thing that was famous about Helen Keller is that she learned how to speak despite being blind and deaf. That's she famously insane. did not need to. <laughs> Anyway. That's still insane. Yeah. Speaking of jackhammers, by the way, the other stupidest line is, I think there's a Fifth Harmony song that says, like, my heart's beating like a sledgehammer when they clearly mean jackhammer. Anyway. um, (laughs) Comedian Emily Blotnick. They didn't know that myself. This comedian Emily Blotnick has a bit about it. But anyway. Okay. By the way, uh, Gradnick is another fucking dude that you've seen in, like, a million things. Yeah. He just, he's, this, I think because they're in New York, they got a lot of the New York character actors. Um, I love when you see, like, New York character actors if you're living in New York, like, they, I think I remember that uh, when I was watching the third season of the show Jessica Jones, there was a, um, uh, like, side character that was, like, the husband of Carrie Ann Moss's ex-lover, who was in, like, three episodes, and was, like, kind, like had a couple big scenes, but, like, not actually that important, and he was played by John Benjamin Hickey, who, like, even though I'm not a theater guy, I know is, like, one of those, like, big, massive new york theater stars but like since it's tv it's like you sometimes just randomly get like it's like how like i've never like wallace but but my point being that like some random big theater people just show up for like three episodes of any show that's filmed in new york is my point okay gotcha so they're playing chess and uh monk is trying to get this guy to take off his hat he says he loves hats Mm -hmm. um and so he ends up, uh, you know, trying to get his hat. But I, Granik loses. But he's like interviewing him at the same time. Down. Yeah, it's, it's stuff. It, it's not really that important because we know he didn't do it. So I'm not really going to go through it because also because right. I bullshit yeah. way too much. Yeah, thus yeah. Far. Um, but, and I also need to save time to bullshit later. So um, yeah. 
And he says at the end, after because he Grinch throws his hat down, Monk knows it's not him, but he says, she's now called Meatless. And the guy that Grinch is playing with mm-hmm. says that that is not actually... But I skipped the order around. He throws his hat down after this, but it's not here or there. Yeah. Um, he says that it's a... What's the dialect called again? Hi, Tamian. Tamian. And it's this... I'll, I'll never forget the way he delivers life. This is not my quote. I don't know if it's good acting or bad acting, but it's definitely something I remember. Great. Um, did you know? Did you notice that too? The way he says that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it is uh, checkmate, um, which of course comes from the Arabic shachmat, the king is dead. Um, I'm an asshole. Um, <laughs> I honestly thing is I've said that because I wrote down because I was bored. I wrote down shachmat as opposed to uh, checkmate. Um, so then we go to so, like we go to like one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite scenes. It's a heist. So something I didn't mention yeah. earlier is when Michael T's making some calls, there's like a, some files on his desk that Cap is perusing, and he, Michael T puts them away. Yeah. And so, and, uh, Stahlmeier ends and, up grabbing Wait, and, and not only keys. that, yeah. not only that, but he, um, there's also like a thing, this whole time, like I mentioned it earlier, Disher's watch, so he buys like a fake Rolex from yeah. a guy who knew a guy or whatever, Mm-hmm. And so the whole episode, there's like callbacks constantly to like Disher having the wrong time and whatever. And so they I'm actually ju- curious where he got that from too, because in that area, in the 30s, you're probably not going to find that that much. I was going to Canal or something. It. Oh, we got a Canal. Oh, in that case, I mean, I lived right off Canal Street for a year. Yeah. Saturdays and Sundays were a miserable experience because the tourists were just buying the shittiest stuff. Yeah, I was thinking. I was going to say, I, I wonder if he took. A, I wonder if he took the uh, the the four five six down to Canal. Yeah. Um, actually, no, it would be probably the... Uh, AC? And, and NQ. No. Uh. I, I've actually, honestly, I'm not 100% weight, so it's, it's, it's probably the NQR. Anyway, because um, it wouldn't be the NQRW, because the W is later. Um, so they steal Michael T's keys, and they break into his office to yep. look at some files. And they look in files, and what do they find? They find uh, Tennyson's uh, file that he has in there. Yeah. That basically, the long and short of it is that he has like only a couple days left to live, and they're not really they're not gonna let Monk see him because they don't want to waste any time because he's test he's they want a deposition in this racketeering case before he dies. Which like begs the question: What would have happened if like nobody got murdered that day? Were they just gonna stonewall him anyways? I yes. Guess so. Yes. Correct. Yes. Um. So in a way, it's good that the Latvian. Yeah, that's died. true. Wow. Andy Breckman, pro murder. All right, just kidding. I know, love you, so, love no, you Andy. Yes, love you, Andy. But also, I was gonna say specifically anti-Latvia. Yeah. Um, no. um, Lithuania, all the way. Um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, you know, Knicks fan, so I was a big fan of Chris Stapps. But I did go to high school with a girl from uh, Lithuania, so you know, you know, I was friends with her. So I feel like that takes precedent. Yeah. So Fair. sorry, Latvia. Um, anyway, Disher's watch starts beeping. Um, because it's apparently beeps every hour. Now, personally, I thought the joke a joke opportunity they missed is that I think it would be funny if when it's like it beeps every hour. No, like I've used like it beeps on the hour. If Stamer said it's not the hour or something like that, because I think it'd be you know maybe that's a hat on a hat, but you know I don't want to give you notes. But they, they uh, have another they have another good joke later with that. Yes, they so. do. Um, I might forget to do it because I didn't write. I, I the problem with doing notes is that I don't really write down what the jokes are because it's you know. I can't write down the thing is if I don't write down notes I don't remember it I mean I can't I can't well, yeah, I write down the scene ti- I write down the scene like basically scene titles is what I write down gotcha um, and so they end up having to uh, get rid of the watch yep uh, and anyway then we see Monk doing something that you have to you, you know is coming when Monk goes to Manhattan yeah I'll he's say the subway. I'll, yes he's riding the subway which just reminds me now that I'm so glad that there wasn't like a bit about like going on a plane again or whatever like they just bypass it all and we're in new york and bam bam we're here also what it might literally a note i have is i'm so glad they didn't have a big bit about him not wanting to ride the subway i'm so glad they just got him on the subway like, yeah it's, it's that's just, true yeah because like it's it's fun to see i think the thing that i found is it's fun to see monk uncomfortable in situations it's not fun to see him not want to do situations you know right I mean? like the bit where he's getting scanned down and like with mr monk goes to jail the bit where he's getting like scanned down in the airport with like the pat like the thing where he's like leaning over, that's funny. Him not wanting to be pat down isn't funny. Him patting himself down is funny. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's not it's not funny when he just like oh I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, like also when Sharona like told him we were gonna go to like 
they were going to get on a plane and, like, didn't tell them until, like, 10 minutes before the flight. Yeah. Like, that wasn't funny. That was actually horrible. Anyway, so they, uh, they're on the subway. They're on the subway platform, and they see a guy peeing. And have you ever seen a man peeing in public? Because I know LA. <laughs> yeah, I multiple peeing. times. Yeah. Sometimes, that man man, sometimes that man was me. Yeah, I've actually only <laughs> peed in public twice. And it was on the – not, not, I've only peed in a place where I would get arrested for cited for public urination twice. And it was on the same night. Um, where I had I went to see a friend's underground concert in Brooklyn, and I was living in New Jersey at the time. So on my way walking back to the subway stop in Brooklyn, I peed, and then by the time I finally got back to Jersey, like an hour later, I had to pee again. So then I peed when I was waiting for my Uber in Jersey. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Anyway, um, I also have you ever seen a man pee inside of a McDonald's? Uh, no. Del Taco. Floor, oh. Del Taco. Oh, okay. I was in a uh, McDonald's with my roommate at the time in on Canal Street. There's a guy, a homeless man, who had like the scariest sounding voice I've ever heard in my life. We walked by him when we walked in. He was like, <gasps> he sounded like Sylvester Stallone if he was possessed by demons. We're like, you know, like how demons have like two voices at the same time? Yeah. The whole thing. It was like, he was like, <clears throat> but there's two of them. And then we're ordering, we're waiting for our order, and we're like, there's a wall separating us from him, so we can't see him. What'd you order? So I actually didn't ever, I didn't, uh, probably chicken nuggets. Because um, it was like 2 in the morning, and also I don't like tomatoes, and I don't like to ask things for not on things to not be on stuff, so I usually get chicken nuggets. Um, fucking Jake Monk over here. Yeah. I, I, what did I, I have a sense of compulsive disorder. Don't judge me. Um, judge me, I don't give a shit. Um, but I just, we just see the person behind the counter just go and say in the, a voice, because this is a Canal Street McDonald's. You know this happens all the time. Yeah. Yep. Few she, she just goes, he's peeing. <laughs> Anyway, so I've, I've not, they wouldn't phase me at all. Monk, in his distress about this peeing, gets pushed on, basically gets pushed onto a subway car. Yeah. And he ends up going north, I think. Yep. Um, I met, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, which, good for him, because based on the fact he ends up at Times Square, I th- assuming that they were, I think, it was, I think it was like the, yeah, they're on like 34th probably at either Herald Square or Bryant Park. And so he only the fact he only he got off at Times Square he he managed to get off the subway the subway in one st- station so yeah good for him yeah um but yeah so Sharon is like talking to a cop and is like oh my god Adrian it's like he's on the subway it's like how old is he forty five fun you know yeah the cop gives um, a nice look that was funny yeah and so then Monk is trying to call a taxi he can't do it and then he's he in Times Square Monty. yeah he's in Times Square playing with three card Monty. Uh, he, Monk finds the queen twice. Um, Thanks for telling me that, by the way. Some... Thanks for telling me. I did not know that was called three-card Monty. Well, uh, I'm, fami- I'm familiar with the that. term, but I did not know that that like bullshit card game yes, is that called three-card three Monty. Card. Yes, and um, the guy obviously doesn't give his money because he's cheating, and Monk asks to see his gaming license. Um, you know. Uh, and he tells him he'll go get it. He'll be right back. Yeah, and, exactly. uh, yeah. yeah, he ain't coming back. He gone. And so you find out that they're basically there's a search team made for Monk. Where they're in like they, you know, they're trying to find him. All the cops are trying to find him. Um, and uh, then we go back to Monk, and he's wandering Times Square, um, freaking out. Yep. Um, you know, I'm not a big fan of Times Square. Um, I've said many times, yes, I've said many times that I like Times Square more than most of my friends who live in New York, and I don't like Times Square. Um, <laughs> like, I don't, I, I, there's some people who, like, refuse to go buy it. I don't give that much of shit. Like, I can just turn, like, when yeah. I'm walking Times Square, I can just turn my brain off. Like, it's like, whatever. Like, I would never, like, because the reason, they're, like, for a lot of, like, early screenings for movies, for example, will happen at the AMC in Times Square. And, like, I know a lot of people are like, ow, I don't even want to go to Times Square. It's like, I can walk through, like, a block's worth of people. Also, like, when I was living in Jersey, the poor 30 bus terminal is right off Times Square, so it's, like, whatever. Like, I think that, only that, I think that, yeah. Not yeah. only that, but, like, across the street from that AMC, I want to say, it's, like, it used to be, there used to be Yoshinoya, and uh, it got closed down, and there aren't a lot of Yoshinoyas left anymore, and, you know, shout out Yoshinoya, to Yoshinoya. The- yeah, it's like the chicken teriyaki beef, uh, beef oh, bowl. never had it. Um, Yosh- at Yoshinoya, if you guys are listening, holler at your boy. Yeah, send Andre some things. Um, but yeah, I think that I actually think now that hating Times Square is like too saturated. Yeah, thing, you know? yeah, I agree. 
Like, I, okay, that, that doesn't mean it's good, but it's just like, okay, whatever. Like, yeah, yeah whatever. like, enough. Like, let's move on. We get it. Yeah. 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 Um, it's a tourist trap. But he meets a preacher who's preaching about how the earth will be cleansed. Yep. And it's like a doomsday that, uh, that appeals to Monk. We cut to Monk is wearing the robe and he's preaching about the end times. Yeah, he drank the Kool-Aid. Um, and yeah, you know, he's he's going through that. He's, he's doing all that. And that's when uh, Sharona, uh, Disher, and Stott come by to rescue him. Mm-hmm. And he calls uh, Sharona fornicator, which is not nice. Monk, please. No, but true. She, we had, I mean, actually, we... We we can assume safely assume that she's had she has sex with some of the guys that uh, hopefully none of the guys are trying to be murderers. That'd be kind of terrible. Um, uh, but uh, I think he she I think she might have. Yeah. Um, really not a great uh, not a great conversation to have yeah. with like your your friends. Like yeah, you know that guy that I was telling you about and who I you know. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> he so somebody else. Yeah. Um, so they t- get Monk out of the robe and they're in Times Square and on the big screen they see an interview with a guy who's talking about his girlfriend getting murdered and Monk says that's the guy. Uh, his name's Stephen Light. Yep. And Monk of course knows that it's him because of his ear. And who is it? It is Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yep. In a pre-beard role. He's virtually He looks so weird. Yeah, I couldn't tell it was him at all. I mean, when I first saw this episode, obviously I didn't know was him um, yeah. because I didn't know who Jeffrey Dorn Morgan was. No one knew who he was. He wasn't famous. Um, right. But, uh, but also... Side we, note, Jeffrey... Yeah, go. No, go. before that, we missed a scene actually that I thought was really nice. Uh, it was the oh, scene sorry, where, where... Yeah, no, it's the scene where basically Walt... I, I believe Walter is the other cop's... Mike LT's character's name. Um, yeah. Stott confronts him. And that's when right, right, sorry. that's when he tells him that like Tennyson is dying, and that's mm-hmm. basically why Monk is not going to be able to talk to him. And Stott like really puts like an impassioned battle for you know mm-hmm. Monk. Like that sucks. Like this is why we're here because our friend's yeah. wife got blown up in a car. That's mm-hmm. like this. Yeah, my mom said that she really liked that because she liked that like. It's so much more of a contrast from when Stottmeyer was mean. Yeah, like, it's no, not me too. Like, it's it's because it's it's like it's it's not his wife is murdered. It's my friend's wife yes. was murdered. Yeah, and um, then later on he like holds his hand, and I'm just like, dude, this episode yeah. like touched me there. Yeah, um, it was really interesting to hear Andy say on an interview with him, which you should listen to, that one of the disagreements he had with the director was about Stottmeyer being mean to Monk, because I think that the show really is at its best when they're close. Um, yeah, because like when he gets annoyed with Monk, it's so much better when he gets annoyed with him as a friend than when he gets annoyed with him, you know, as a dick. Yeah, because so, Todd being yeah. annoyed is funny. Him being annoyed with yeah. Disher is hilarious, and with Monk, you know, it's the best. Yeah. So they meet Stephen, um, and he's you know just he just uh, you're left carrying Wayne us, Reed. you're carrying us here by the way because this is where I kind of was writing down stuff and looking up the Americans girl. Uh, so yeah, Stephen Light's coming out of Dwayne Reed. Shout out to Dwayne Reed. Um, yep. Uh, Big time. New York Save me, save uh, me so many times for a various amount of reasons. Now, ironic. The funny thing enough is that Dwayne Reed is now owned by Walgreens, so like technically speaking, they could change all the Dwayne Reeds to Walgreens and. It but Dwayne Reed's got it doesn't it just doesn't hit as as good as Dwayne. No, because it's it's like because you feel like a New Yorker because it's like this is only in New York. Yeah. Um, it's uh, like uh, uh, what's the water that you guys have? Polish Spring. Poland Spring is not only in New Poland York City, Spring. but yes. But, you know, it's like an East Coast yeah. thing. I mean, oh, believe me, when I moved down to Florida, because they don't have it down here, I used to, like, want to order it, because, like, it's just, like, the it doesn't it doesn't hit. Like, yeah, Poland Spring. yeah Poland I know. Spring. It's just, it's, it has brand recognition, Spring, it baby. It hits. Yeah. It yeah. hits, baby. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so, uh, they're talking to Steven about his girlfriend. They, he tells the whole story. I, you know, that um, he was supposed to meet her for a show. Uh, she didn't show up. He found out. He called the cops. They found her in Central Park, shot and killed and robbed. Mm-hmm. Um, as this is happening, though, um, Monk uh, sees someone because they're at Thirty Rocks Ice Skating Rink, which I've never been on. I because, have. Uh, the thing about being in New York, which they don't tell you when you live in New York, like if you just move to New York before you really ever tourist there, is like a bunch of very seminal New York things you'd never do because you're like, I live here. I'm not a tourist, but right. it's like I've still never done it. Um, but he sees a girl and he can't let her skate. Why? Because she's missing a glove. She dropped a glove. And honestly, so, honestly, yeah. when I was watching this, I was like, oh, God, this, like, 
please don't make this creepy. And thank God it kind of yeah. didn't And the thing that, that works about this scene, too, the reason why it's not cringeworthy is because it's inter- it's interspersed with uh, Steven telling his story. Yeah. So it's not like it's – you're not fully focused on that. But, like, Heat and Muck knocks some people over, and he takes off this glove for this girl. Yeah. Um, now it's even. Um, but anyway, uh, Steven's story is not actually important because we've – obviously, we know it's bullshit. He's the guy. Yeah. Um, and Bunk notices something important, though, in Steven's bag that gives him away. I Okay, I didn't get this, but, like, I mean, no, I got what it was, but I don't understand the connection. But basically, Monk sees that he has, like, snoring medicine. Exactly. Why does he have snoring medication if his girlfriend's, or his wife's dead? Who is well, he trying how, not to snore for? Well, how do we know he doesn't snore? Oh, it wouldn't Which, matter because he's by himself. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, shit, I, I'm so slow on I the draw. Sn- I snore like a motherfucker, but I don't use snoring medication. I sleep in the same room by myself. Wow, that is so fucking clever. Andy, you did it. Man, okay, now this pod will be pre-Andy and post-Andy. Like it's just Yeah, the thing is, like, I'm going to be frank. There's no way Andy's listening to any other episode on Correct. the pilot. But we're gonna we're gonna occasionally talk to him as if he's listening, and yeah, um, you know, uh, I think that that's a good good gimmick if you don't like it right into the show. Um, But you know, Steven's very feeling defensive, so he's like, you know what, you know, take take a quarter, uh, call my lawyer. Big mistake though. Yeah, big mistake. Yeah, it's a mint, and we cut to the bar we were at earlier, uh, where it's the same mint. and as uh, as we're there, we see that the person at the coat check screws up a woman's coat, and Monk puts it together. And then we get to uh, a little thing I like to call "Here's what happened," because basically they confront him about it. And yep, here we go. Uh, all right, so basically, the Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I'm just gonna call him that because light. That's fine. The way that it's spelled. No worries. I've been calling him Michael T. the whole time. Yeah. So, basically, he killed his wife. I don't remember why he killed his wife. Clearly, he's sleeping with someone else. Okay, yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, So, he's the one that met his wife in Central Park. He's the one that shot and killed her. And he took her jewelry in order to make that look like a robbery. Um, So, after that... I've never been anywhere in Central Park during the day that you could kill someone and get away with it anyway. Correct. Um, so I guess after that he needed a drink to cool down or just to like mm-hmm. you know just keep that keep that buzz that post murder buzz going. But yeah, because it's you know people uh, it's it's not um, good to kill someone. Some uh, transphobic writers might even say that your soul splits in half when you kill someone. Um, also, also, object. yes, thank you, J.K. Also, um, I would just want to say a side note. Jeffrey Dean Morgan is the most alcoholic-looking person I can think of. Oh, my God, yes. With a beard. Like, with a beard or, like, with a oh growth? My God. With – he smells like functional alcoholism. Yeah, yeah. Like, like oh, my God. He just – Also, side out. note. He Side, is, side I've, ne- I've never watched The Walking Dead um, because, you know, I want to slander it. I've never seen it, but I want to – I don't actually mean this joke, but I don't watch The Walking Dead because I have standards. But – he mm. gives a per- in the 2018 or 17 The Rock movie Rampage. Are you familiar with the one with the gigantic ape? I've heard. I mean, I remember the game. Yeah, and I've movie. seen it. Tw- I've seen it twice, two times more than I've seen Citizen Kane. And you're such a piece of trash. I know. I really am. <laughs> now, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's performance in the movie is. You ever watch like a garbage movie where you see someone or like it? If this movie wasn't garbage, this performance would be talked about all the fucking time. Jeffrey Morgan gives one of the best garbage movie performances I've ever seen in my life in that Guess movie. what mine is. is. What? Uh, it's LL Cool J and Deep Blue Sea. That's stupid. I, I love that <laughs> movie, but LL Cool J is not a good actor in that movie. He's good, That's, man. that's a ridiculous... He's, no, he's fine, but, like, that's a ridiculous... Like, the I bird. Think the... Cl- the, the the actual correct answer for this is the best performance in a shitty movie is Philip Seymour Hoffman and Alon K. Polly. I actually think that that is like... Oh, wow, okay. I, I think that that is... It's, I mean, every part of that movie that's not him is just terrible. But like the bit where he's talking about filming his own E-True Hollywood story when he's like talking about how he's been still proxy is some of the funny shit. Um, okay. But now, that's also something I mean. I love... There's nothing I love more than a movie that's like garbage where someone like actually gives like a really like, oh my god. 
Like, this guy's actually fucking going for it. How about the opposite? Adam Sandler in, like, that... Uh, no, not Adam Sandler. Al Pacino in that one movie, the Adam Sandler one. That always gets... Jack and Pacino? Jill? I don't, know if that's the, I don't know if that's the opposite. I would say the opposite would be, like, a bad performance in a really good movie. But I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Um, like, a bad performance in a bad movie. That's easy. That's what makes a bad movie. A bad performance by a great actor in a horrible movie. I mean, the thing is, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro have basically been, te- like throwing that belt to each other back and forth for the whole 21st century and then they came they came together for the irishman which is the most insane thing which, which is a fucking great movie yeah um oh man the irishman so it kind of sucks that like the irishman was did you see it in the theaters no i didn't i'm sorry uh wow but... i did and i had to go out every hour to put money on my parking meter because i couldn't find parking thank you los Feliz. um but i was gonna say that i it sucks the Irishman went ten, uh, 0 for 10 at the Oscars, specifically because... Because you're Irish? No, 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 no. It sucks because every single one of those awards, I don't think they should have won. I think they should have won an Oscar for that movie, but everyone, I'm like, no, I don't think they should have won that. <laughs> like, I think that I think Parasite's a better movie. I think that, like... Um, I think Brad Pitt is the, was the best voting actor. <laughs> like, you know, anyway. Um, uh, so, yeah, that's what happened. But then Monk notices evidence of a more important crime as this is going on. Oh. Oh, okay, hold on. We also, I missed a, an important detail. The reason why the ambassador's coat was wet. Oh, right, yeah, we, completely we, got, we completely got distracted, but yeah, it's yeah. all good. We obviously know that like the coats are switched, but the reason why the coat was wet was because it was Jeffrey Dean Morgan's coat, and he ran from the park to that bar yeah, exactly. in the yeah, rain. Because he, he had his wife's jewelry i don't remember if you mentioned yes. that yeah it's I been did. like three hours since we actually talked about it yeah um, but yeah he notices another crime which is yeah what is it oh the, oh the bus boy at that uh bar is the the urinator aka exactly. uh, mr p i think yes mr p is where he yeah. comes from. yes um and monk when michael t is about to arrest uh jeffrey d morgan um monk tries to grab his handcuffs because he wants to arrest uh the, the peer and there's a great bit where Sharona pulls him aside and it's like one of the, this guy committed a quadruple homicide and this guy peed on the subway who do you think we should arrest and Monk waits for like five five seconds and he's like the murderer the murderer <laughs> like he's like the most defeated child I like that bit but I don't like how long it took to get to that yeah it's fair okay. I think it should have been yeah I said, I said five seconds it was more like 20 and it should have yeah, been yeah 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 but anyway, because they solved this case, um, they get their end of the bargain. They go to the hospital, and this is where this is the best part of the episode, in my opinion. I think that the, like this is just this is great. Yes, great that like, and great start after. Yeah. Um. So they go to the hospital, and um, the nurse is like, you know, he's on a morphine trip, so he's not feeling any pain, and of course they're like, they go to the hospital for what, Jake? Oh, to see uh, Warwick. To see your Sorry. your boy Warwick. Yeah, my boy Warwick. Yeah. Um. So he's on morphine, and they go in there, and um, you know, they uh, ask about Trudy, and you find out what was Warwick's role. <clears throat> Basically, uh, an anonymous man paid him two thousand dollars. He met him in a in an abandoned, like a parking garage. Parking garage. At night, and he was obscured, and he paid him two thousand dollars to make a bomb, which. I think that's kind of probably lowballing it, maybe? Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, unless he's making... He's got to be making... I don't know. He used plastic um, explosives. That can't be cheap. Or maybe it is. I have no No, idea. he's got to be making a bomb like every other week in order to make that financially feasible. Right. I've um, never I've never read the Anarchy's Or maybe, maybe, cookbook. maybe... Yeah, maybe he's like diversified his business though. Maybe he's doing other stuff just making bombs. Who knows? Yeah. Um, and the bomb is Denavia's cell phone. But yes. what's the detail... About the guy he paid him that he remembers. Because he doesn't remember his face, but... Yeah, he just remembers that he had six fingers on his right hand. Yeah. And Monk asks to be alone with him. Yep. And Stoudemire kind of gives him a look like, you're not going to do anything, right? And he's like, no. Not only does he do Uh, that, he like grabs his hand and he holds it. And he's just like, you're good. Like, he's communicating, you're good. He's, you know, he's a real one. I'm Little telling Stalmire. you, dude, I fucking love this episode for that alone. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so they leave. And, um, you know, Monk's like, I'm the husband. Um, 
and um, no Tennyson well, guesses no, sorry. Uh, yes he says you were the husband and he says I am the husband which is yeah. like oof um, and um, Tennyson asks for forgiveness and Monk is like forgive you and he goes over the morphine and um, what does he do he he says as I think something as like as the husband I'm turning no off. no he says this is me oh this turning is me off your turning morphine. off your morphine and then a few no wait no wait you gotta wait you gotta wait you know he's this is he takes a moment and he look and Tennyson is clearly in pain and then he says and this line gets me choked up just thinking about I can it. I can hear it I know I know but I mean am I wrong though like am I crazy like it, he says this is no, true the nice. woman you this is true the woman you murdered turning it back on. And he yeah. turns the morphine back on. But it's like, Jesus. I want to talk about a heavy thing to think about. No, like, for sure. <laughs> right at the end of the episode. And mm-hmm. also, like, I mean, trust me, I love Monk. But Tennyson didn't murder this woman. No, of course not. No. So. No. It, it lost a little bit for me on that. They think that you'd get an actor you don't recognize to be the person who killed uh, Trudy? No. Oh, my God. Don't tell me. Well, Okay. There's probably, you could pro- there's probably a thousand actors you know off the top of your head. There's no way you could possibly guess it. Okay, right now I'm not gonna, I'm gonna try to guess a random actor. Tell, tell, see if you can guess what actor plays the person who kills Trudy. Well, I know it's not Stanley Tucci. Um, I'm gonna guess um, Patrick Adams from Suits. You mean he was what, like ten when yeah. he killed Trudy? Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, so it's not Patrick <laughs> Adams or Suits. Um, USA, uh, baby. USA characters welcome. Um, <laughs> they, all, they, they are! They are. They're welcome and they're encouraged. You're damn right. Um, so, you know, he leaves. And then there's the end of the episode where Monk's like, let's never travel anywhere again. Uh, Randy gets a new watch and it starts smoking. I'm breezing through this just because... Not, this only one of those that, like, not only I, that, not only that, but he's wearing a fucking New York shirt, a New York hat. Right. He's going full I guess the thing is, I don't care that much about this part because it's kind of like after what just happened, it's like, I don't need more comedy. Just let me be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but of course, it's the same cab driver who refused to take Monk, but then somehow handcuffs Monk and puts him in the back. And that's how the episode ends. Um, what would you give this episode at 10? Originally, I gave it a 7.5, but looking back on it, I, I'll give it an 8. I actually gave it an 8.5 just because I love the ending so much. Um, I, I like a lot of the stuff that happened with Trudy, but unfortunately, a lot of it was wasted on the uh, Latvian whatever. And ba- yeah. I think the thing is, I think that I, I don't mind that it spends so little time on Trudy just because, like, there's... You need to drag it out for another six seasons, yeah, or five seasons. Ex- exactly. And the thing Fine. is, like, it, it's also, like, there's also not much... In terms of actual, like, visual storytelling you could have... In terms of the mechanics of what has to happen with Tennyson, almost all of it is not visual. It's all just like calls that have to be. I mean, like it's actually not, you know, uh, that compelling visually. Um, anyway, you can follow the show at Strictly Monken. Follow me at the J. Christie. Andre, people follow you. You can follow me at Andre Barrera, but also people. I know that we diverted from the course uh, a lot tonight, but uh, you know, we're we're here for season three. We took a little break. We we're still riding that high of Andy being on the show, so you know, it's kind of a little slack. Thing is, technically speaking, we only took a one day break because you don't. You think that we took a longer break because we didn't record for a full week? Oh, That's right. We, we uploaded the so yeah. Um, Showing yes. how we made the we, sausage. I know we diverted a lot from the episode, but um, you know, if you want, I, I I I like to think, and I might be wrong about this. I like to think if you wanted to hear someone just completely stay on topic with the episode the entire time you just watch the episode right. <laughs> so, that's true uh, um it, i guess the thing is that like i can't really help myself sometimes um in terms to diversions um you know especially when i'm hanging with my boy andy b and i don't mean andy breckman yeah um, also mean, that and like i'm sorry this episode takes place in new york we're gonna go there exactly it's, it's, it's I mean, episode takes place in la there, we'll go there too yeah i'm uh, i don't think there's any episodes in la unfortunately um I, uh, I'm actually flying back up to New York in a week and one day. So um, No I'll way. Be, yeah, yeah. I'm, Good uh, shit. Moving back up. Moving back up to the east side. Not the east side. I'm moving it to Astoria. But anyway. Um, uh, so, yeah, like I said, follow the show. Share this show with people. Um, especially, I mean, if you want to use the Breckman interview to get them into it, um, I definitely got some people on Facebook and other people reaching out saying, like, oh, congratulations, yada, yada, yada. 
Um, it's like, where were you when I started doing the show? No, I'm kidding. Um, so yeah, uh, more important than that though, please tune in. I don't actually have the next episode queued up and I don't remember it off the top of my I know what it is. It's Mr. Monk. Yes, Mr. Monk. Okay, yeah. Okay, whatever. Tune in next week for Mr. Monk and the Panic Room. Let's get monkey.